Classic City Vibes podcast, conversations with musicians, artists, creatives, and others who make Athens, Georgia, and the community surrounding Athens an amazing place to live. Learn what is going on in one of the nation's most famous scenes, meet the new generation of people keeping the tradition strong, and hear how the arts are helping build our communities. This podcast is put out by the Athens Regional Library System, where we are committed to helping build strong communities and celebrating our diversity, engaging communities, exceeding expectations. If you enjoy the podcast, please make sure to give us a rating or review on iTunes. Thank you, everybody, for coming today. We have with us Tracy Atkins of Hi. Ghost of <laughs> Athens, and we're actually recording this for our podcast, Classic City Vibes, where we record local authors and artists and musicians and things like that. So that's why you, you see the mics here. Um, and afterwards, Tracy's going to stick around. If you want to buy some books and talk to her, um, be welcome. She'd be love to do that for you. I would. All right. So let's just get started and tell us a little bit about your new book. Um, so the new book is Ghosts of Athens and Beyond, History and Haunting of North Georgia. And it is similar to the first book in that each chapter is about uh, a different place. And the first part of the chapter talks about the history of that place. And the second part talks about the spooky stories that go on there. Um, where the first book, though, was mainly about Athens. This book covers um, Athens and then an expanded area in North Georgia for Oconee, Oglethorpe, uh, Wilkes County, White County, um, and a number of places. So it covers a bigger area. And what was the writing process like for for these these two books? Um, Usually I start out by getting um, leads either about a place or a person that has stories that they may want to share. and the reason that I start with the, with the ghost stories is because, you know, I can do all of the history research I want, but I can't get it in the book if there's not a ghost story. So you can't just make one up. <laughs> it's like, well, this is a really interesting historic place, but no ghost. So that doesn't work. Um, so, yeah. I, and a lot of times I'll get leads from um, interviews. Like when I'm interviewing a person um, and then we'll get done and they'll say, oh, well, have you talked to so-and-so or have you looked into this place? And... Um, so that'll kind of point me in directions to, to, to look for more stories. Um, so, yeah, so then once I, you know, get the, the ghost story nailed down, then I start doing digging in on the historical research. Is it difficult sometimes to find the historical side of things? Or is it always... Yeah, the, uh, especially with uh, private houses, residences, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes there's just, you know, nobody kept records, and so it is really hard, um, you know, or sometimes it just takes a really long time. So, yeah, but you know, that's, that's interesting for me. I enjoy that, the research. So, you know, it's always fun when I find a nugget or get a new contact for information. And when did you first become a writer? Oh boy. Um, I've been writing my whole life. Uh, I've been reading since age four (laughs) and writing shortly after. So, um, my mom, had the foresight to keep like little I would keep journals when we'd go on family vacation and document what happened and draw little pictures and stuff so you know that's fun so yeah I mean even by you know second and third grade I had little things published in the school you know paper or whatever and so yeah that's always been a thing for me 
So did you always think of yourself as a writer? Was oh, there yeah. A, okay, yeah. So it was like from <laughs> yeah. the little, that's always what you were going to do. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and, you know, I did. I spent 17 years doing technical writing for a, a software company, so not the most creative writing in the world, but... Still writing. It teaches you definitely um, uh, organization and writing clearly and things that do help with a lot of writing projects. So in the new book, Ghosts of Athens and Beyond, what are some of the stories that maybe stuck the most with you or um so one actually i alluded to earlier uh with the cobham apartment uh that woman uh, her name was marie that lived in this apartment that was in a, a historic house in the cobham historic district which is just outside of downtown athens and um she many many times in that apartment would see this woman and um, the first time she saw her, she, uh, Marie was in the shower and she just was overcome with the sensation that someone was in the room with her. And so she peeked out of the shower curtain and there's a mirror there and she could see the reflection of the bathroom doorway and the hallway beyond. And there's this woman standing there. And um, she said that uh, the woman was, she saw her in profile and she had blonde curly hair and she was smiling and wearing this uh, red and white checkered dress and the woman was smiling and standing there and then she just real slow turned around and walked away and uh, you know so she freaked out of course and got out of the shower and went and checked the apartment but couldn't find anybody and uh, then she repeatedly saw this woman from in during the, the years that she lived in this apartment she'd see the woman sometimes she'd wake up and the woman would be sitting in a chair next to the bed and as soon as she looked at her the woman would stand up real slow and walk out of the room and i'm like why didn't she not move <laughs> you know, she just stayed there but i think she was she got to where she was intrigued and in fact she talks about how so um, she felt safe then yeah, she felt like it was a protective presence, and she kind of, she was determined to see her face on because the woman would always be in profile, or she'd like just peek out of the corner of her eye, you know, and try to not turn her head to make her go away, and so she kind of had this interesting relationship with that spirit. Interesting. Were there stories that didn't make it into the book? Um, I got pretty much everything in there that I wanted to. Um, there was one place, um, there is a house that is in between Athens and Winterville um, that's kind of creepy looking and I would always wondered about it and I'd heard from some people that it had stories about it but I had never you know I have to make that connection with the right people that either know the history or the stories and uh, you know for a few years I just couldn't uh, I couldn't find that and then I was talking to someone while I was researching this book and they said oh I know the family that lived next door to that house, uh, I can put you in touch with them. And uh, it was two brothers, and so they had lived next to the house, and uh, they knew the whole history of the family that lived there originally, and then after it had turned into a rental, a lot of the tenants that had lived there and the weird stuff that had gone on. Um, but the one brother wanted to do it, and one brother didn't. Mm -hmm. And they went back and forth, and I didn't even start talking to them until this book was you know, already being formatted for publication, and I was like, guys, if we're gonna do this, we gotta do it. <laughs> and it just didn't work out, so hopefully I'll get that in. So the next book, part yeah, three. I know. I'm already being hounded about book three, so <laughs> it <laughs> could you, happen. <laughs> have you already started thinking of material or well, gathering? Or? I, you know, stories just, the universe sends me stories, and You're so right. you know, then I have to just 
make a few notes, but you know, just the tiniest beginnings, and I'm not even thinking yeah. about that till next year at the earliest. So, so you, there's you know, there's writing, there's ghost, and there's local history as part of this. Is is there any is there one of those that's more important to you than the other that you kind of like feel more drawn to, or maybe it might be the better word? Um, you know, since I've been writing so long, and always thought of myself as a writer, that you know, that's always first, but. Um, the, the, with the history and the ghost stories, I think that's that's pretty equal. I'm, I love the history, which is funny because you know, like in high school, I hated history class. I would fall asleep in like a minute, and um, there were no ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> that's why. No, I love doing the research, and you know, yeah, I've, I've definitely you know become pretty obsessed with history as well. And then you know, ghosts. I think. You know, I'm like everybody, you know, and we wonder, you know, what's going on there? Why are they showing up? Why is why does this happen all over the world, you know, and, and all the way back through time? So that's really intriguing. Yeah. And you also write poetry, screenplays, other things. Um, yes. How is that different from writing a nonfiction book? Um, so poetry, uh, you know, it's very creative and subjective and you just kind of have to get in the zone and and, yeah. and you know let that flow so that's completely different <laughs> than um, you know well like even for screenplays I mean you have a, even even you know if the story changes you have a certain you know kind of not a formula but certain things that you have to do and you have to use a really rigorous economy of words because you've only got 90 pages to do everything you're going to do and you can only talk about things that are visual you can't have a bunch of you know internal dialogue from some character because what are you going to have on the screen so yeah it's completely different tact you mentioned earlier that you know ghosts have kind of been of interest for a long time why do you think ghosts more than anything other maybe in the supernatural world has been Kind of at the forefront of people's interest more than you know. I mean, there's other things, mm -hmm. Bigfoots, vampires. You know, think of different things. Mm -hmm. But ghosts is kind of in every culture. Mm -hmm. What do you think? I think that because you know they're <laughs> kind of people just like us, just right. without a body. So you know, we you know want to know what their story is. You yeah. know, it's not like you know Bigfoot. Well, Bigfoot's interesting, but. Bigfoot, you know, wasn't here and it didn't have, you know, a, a life in our society and that kind of thing. So it's, it's, I don't, it doesn't seem as intriguing to me. Sure. Or, or many other people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Do you know what your next project is? Um, I actually, I have been working for a while on uh, Ghosts of Asheville and I'm hoping to get that finished and out next fall. So, you know, fingers crossed. Um, and then I have a rom-com screenplay that I have been working on for a while and uh, screenplay contest season you know deadlines are in spring so I'm hoping to you know get that finalized draft uh, the rewrites finalized so I can get that entered into contests for the spring so that's you know the two things that are next up. Do you ever have you know any of your research or ghost stories or anything like that ever make their way a little bit into the fiction or oh, the sure. screenplays? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, in fact, the, the script that I want to uh, rework is um, it's called Hokum Pocus, and it's about a uh, journalist who gets her dream job at a newspaper, and then she gets assigned to debunk psychic intuition classes, but then her dead mom's spirit shows up to help her. <laughs> so <laughs> it's, uh, it's cute. I've gotten some good feedback on that, but yeah, it still needs a few tweaks. 
when you're doing research for like a ghost story, is there ever any uh, on your end kind of like um, this discernment of like, is this real? Is this not? Or you just pretty much always take them at face value? Or how does that or does process work? Um, that's a good question. Um, I think, you know, especially because most of the people that, you know, I communicate with about it, they know that I write these books. Yeah. And so they're not going to tell me their story on a lark, you know, right. and sometimes it's like pulling teeth. And some, some people just will refuse to participate, even if I say, you know, it'll be anonymous. Right. And they're like, no, I just don't want to tell my story. Um, so if I got somebody to tell my story, especially mm. if it, they know it's going to go into a publication, you know, it's not like, oh, sure, I was in this creepy house <laughs> and this thing happened, you know, and just making things up for attention. I, no, I don't get, you yeah. know, much, if any, of that. So there's some ghost stories that you would love to have written about, but you couldn't because of permission. Then. Oh, sure, kind of, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and you know, it's strange. That happened more in Asheville than it did here. So <laughs> people here, for the most part, are like, yeah, I'll tell you my story, and yeah. you should go talk to these people, and just super helpful and enthusiastic. And so it's, it's, it was, yeah, a big difference in experience. <laughs> wonder, why, wonder why that is. Do I don't you know. know. Just I really don't. Different culture in Asheville? Or? Um, I don't know. I mean, uh, Asheville and Athens have a lot in common so i never really could figure out you know what that was about (laughs) so we always ask our guests about what's an important book that they read either growing up or formative somewhere in their Mm -hmm. life if you had to pick a book to talk about what would you talk about you know i thought about that and um it's so hard to pick a favorite um but what i do want to say is you know, like I said, I, I started reading very young, and by the time I was in middle school, I was obsessed with reading. You know, I read everything I could get my hands on. I lived in the library. Um, I was a notorious bookworm, and you know, some of the things that I read during that phase of my life, like I read uh, a fantasy series called The Belgariad by David Eddings, mm-hmm. and uh, sci-fi, uh, Frank Herbert's Dune, things like that, and just, I mean, it was all I thought about I was just and had such a love of reading and you know which of course survives to this day but um, you know so now it's important to me to have kids you know be able to have access to libraries that are well funded and um, you know so they can have that experience as well so you know I'm on the board of the Friends of the Winterville Library and I'm active uh, over there, just trying to make sure that the kids have a great place to go and learn to love reading. And did you read ghost stories growing up? You know, it's funny, not a whole lot. Yeah. I had a, a book, and I can't remember the author's name. I should have looked that up. Uh, it's called uh, Gus Was a Friendly Ghost or something about <laughs> the, the ghost who lives there and he's trying to scare the people, but he's not, you know, they just don't care. And it was cute, but that's the, that's the that's only a... one I remember from when I was a kid. <laughs> Well, that one left a lasting impression. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, did anybody have any questions? Oh, why do you think people would be reluctant to talk about, like, their house or the theme of stories? Or what would be the reluctance? Do they not want, like, tourists driving by? Or <laughs> well, yeah, depending on the place. 
that that could be because um, one place that is in this book is Ashford Manor in town, and I wanted to put them in the first book, and they did not want to participate because at that point they were still running as a bed and breakfast, and they were worried it would you know put people off about staying there. So you know they were really nice about it, and they helped me you know pointed me towards some other places, but um, yeah they didn't want to participate. But just like as far as even if it's not a, a commercial place. People just don't want to be held up to ridicule and, and be told that, you know, that didn't happen, you're crazy, or, I mean, yeah, there, there's, you know, there's things that can happen when, when you tell these kind of stories, so. Yeah, I mean, if somebody else has never had an experience like that, it's really easy for them to say, that does not happen. You know, and so I actually talk in the introduction of this book about that and saying that, you know, just because someone else's experience is different than yours, you know, doesn't mean it's less valid. And so let's, you know, have a little bit of space to be open minded about these kind of things. definitely witnessed some weird stuff which I think you know that led to my love for ghost stories you know I guess I was in college when I started getting into reading ghost stories and that kind of thing um, and you know experiences I had uh, back then where I like I worked at a movie theater and it was a weird place that like the lights would turn off and on by themselves. And, and this was not an old theater either. This was a pretty modern, uh, fairly new theater. You know, like I said, maybe built, the land it was built on, I don't know the history of the land. Um, doors would open and close and um, things like that. In fact, one night it was myself and another girl that worked there and a, the manager and the owner. And we were in this back room in the theater after all the shows had let out and we'd cleaned up and we were about to go home and we were talking about the weird stuff that went on in there. And all of a sudden, we heard bam, 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 and we looked at this one bathroom, this one bathroom door would always be the weird one, <laughs> and it was just slamming, slam, 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 and we're like, oh, okay, we're leaving now. <laughs> so, I mean, I mean, to witness something like that, I mean, you really have to wonder what's going on. Did you write about that experience? Uh, it's not, yeah. no, because no, not that, that was, you know, I could have because it was in L.A.J., Georgia. So that counts as North yeah. Georgia. <laughs> the next book. The so next you're getting all kinds three. of material. I know. <laughs> Do you have a question? Yeah, people say that ghosts are here because they uh, have unfinished business or they're stuck between two different places. What do you think about that? What's your... Um, I think that's a possibility. I don't think that necessarily explains all of the weird stuff that goes on. I mean, you know, People, you know, will ask me, you know, well, what are ghosts? I, I don't think there's any one thing. Um, you know, sometimes I think it's uh, a, an actual entity that, you know, either visits here sometimes or just decided to stay or even got stuck here. Sometimes it's just, you know, a recording of energy and it's something that just replays over and over. In fact, the, the woman that was walking around in that apartment, maybe that's what that was. It could just be recording and she doesn't even know that Marie was there. So, you know, I think there's, you know, we just don't have the science to understand, you know, what one of these things is, let alone all of the explanations, I think. And the second one was, um, I'm a nurse, and I did all kinds of work for like 18 or 20 years. You ever thought about going to nursing homes? There's a lot of stories. Oh, yeah. I've definitely, um, 
I I had a line on a nursing home for this book, and yeah, that didn't that didn't make it in. But I, I didn't even get close on that one, like I did with the other one. So, yeah, I, I've definitely heard that they have stories, but they also wouldn't <laughs> want to share. You know, <laughs> that's you not in their brochure. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Do you have a question? The creepiest place. Um, you know, in the first book, I don't know that there's anything super scary in that one, but the, the only thing that got, got close to being scary in the first book was about the Eagle Tavern. And um, in the basement of the Eagle Tavern, there was a paranormal group doing an investigation. And they were down there in the basement, and the lights were off, and I can't remember exactly what they were saying at that time, but. Um, this investigator had one of those, you know, back in the uh, old school days before everybody had a camera on their phone and you'd have those little plastic disposable cameras and he had one of those in, in his hand, or actually I think it was a woman, and all of a sudden he felt something squish his hand, it broke the camera and broke his hand, he had to go to the hospital. And so, you know, I was like, oh, you know, I'm, so if there's one place I'm probably not going, it's in the basement of the Eagle Tavern, because <laughs> I'm not taking any chances. <laughs> in, in the stories and all the stories that you've heard, do ghosts tend to be fairly, um, that one seems kind of scary and not mm -hmm. safe, but I, I'm trying to find the right word for it, benign or... Mm -hmm. um, um, I think that, you know, just like, you know, we've got a whole bunch of different types of people, you know, living. You've got every kind, you know, that are not living as well. So you're going to have some that are nice, some that are not tricksters, so nice. some yeah. that are jerks. <laughs> well, I mean, it's going to be a little bit of everything. Great. Other questions? Well, where can people find more information about you? Now, are they interested in your book? Um, the best place is my Facebook page for Ghosts of Athens, and it's also got the information for Ghosts of Athens and beyond. Um, yeah, that's probably the best place. All right. Well, thanks, Tracy. Thanks. We really appreciate it. And if anybody would like to, um, Tracy will be up here afterwards. She'll be glad to sell you a copy of her book, sign the books, and anything yes. else you want. Thanks for having right. me. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. Appreciate it. Right. <laughs>